Hello everyone, welcome back to Holding Fast to Faith. I'm your host, Brett Hill, and I have a good message for you today. It's coming out of Exodus chapter 19 in the King James Version. The title of the message is, Have You Been Introduced to the Fire? And uh, so if you want to pause the podcast, go get your Bibles and come back and join me. We're going to be in Exodus chapter 19, verses 14 through 19. Here in Exodus chapter 19, starting with verse 14, And Moses went down from the mount unto the people and sanctified the people, and they washed their clothes. And he said unto the people, Be ready against the third day, and come not at your wives. And it came to pass on that third day in the morning that there were thunders and lightnings and a thick cloud upon the mount, and the voice of a trumpet exceeding loud, so that all the people that was in the camp trembled. And Moses brought forth the people out of the camp to meet with God, and they stood at the nether part of the mount. And Mount Sinai was altogether on a smoke, because the Lord descended upon it in fire, and the smoke thereof ascended as the smoke of a furnace, and the whole mountain quaked greatly." And when the voice of the trumpet sounded long and waxed louder and louder, Moses spake, and God answered to him, answered him by a voice. Church, I want to tell you that when God comes upon your life, when God moves into your life, when he starts bringing a change to your life, I want to tell you some things will start quaking. Some things will start trembling in your life. The ground will start moving around you. There'll be some thundering and some lightning going on your head. I'm not talking about a storm outside that brings the rain clouds and the water coming. I'm talking about something going on inside your spirit where the thunder and the lightning starts moving inside of you, where you can't stand still, where you can't just be who you used to be anymore because the power of God, you're in his presence. And when his presence is there and and the fire of God begins to be in your life, some changes starts coming to you. Come on. I'm here to tell you today that our God is still a consuming fire and he still answers us in prayers. He still moves in our life. He still brings changes to those who believe in him. He still comes to us faithfully and he still moves his spirit upon us. He sends his spirit to strengthen us and to Harden our harden ourselves into the word so that we don't stray to the left or stray to the right. He keeps us focused. He lights our path. He's that lamp for us that when we're walking around the darkness that he shines the light and helps us to become the light because he's shining from the inside out. I want to tell you today, he's still a consuming fire and he'll consume the world out out of you if you let him come into your life. And church, I want to tell you, as God descended upon that mountain for Moses, he's still descending upon his true believers in a consuming fire and speaking to us through that fire that he lives in. Those who are burning with a desire to serve him will also burn with that same fire that God has always revealed himself in. And that's the holy fire of his presence. Oh, Come on, church. I need to be preaching to somebody here that's listening to this. He revealed himself to Moses as a fire in a burning bush. He walked before Israel, leading Egypt as a pillar of fire. And he was there as a pillar of fire by night. He fell from heaven at the top of Mount Carmel as a consuming fire when Elijah called him down when he was facing off with all the prophets of Baal and King Ahab and all those people that didn't know they couldn't make 
make their mind up who God was. So he told the prophets of Baal to sacrifice. Get them, get them a, a sacrifice and cut it up and spread it on the altar. See if your God, Baal, would answer by fire. Well, God answered by fire even when the whole altar was soaking wet all the way to the point he licked up the water in the ditch that was dug around it. God will fall upon you as a, as a pillar of fire when you call upon him and trust in him. He proved to Elijah and all of Israel who the one true God was. And church, I'm wondering today, is there anybody that knows that God's spirit still will consume some people with his fire from heaven? Is there anybody out there that's experienced that fire that God promised us? Oh, the prophet Jeremiah prophesied to a bunch of deadbeat, hard-headed, stiff-necked people. Oh, that's right. If you get your Bibles out and you study the book of Jeremiah, you'll find out when God called him to prophesy, they hated him. They couldn't stand to be around that rascal because they didn't want to hear the word of God because the word of God was offensive to them. What God was trying to tell them was offensive to them. Why? Because they didn't want to change the sinful life that they was living. They was happy with the life that they was given and all the stuff that they was doing. They was quite content with the lifestyle they was living, so they didn't want to hear Jeremiah saying, God tells me to tell you to change your life. They mocked him. They refused to hear the word of God. Oh, come on, church. Isn't it strange how when they did like that, when, when God was saying something through his chosen spokesman, they called him a false prophet. They stoned him. They put him in prison. They ran him out of town. They just, listen, Satan still works the same way today. When a man of God somewhere is preaching the word of God, when, when a man of God comes in and evangelist shows up or your pastor shows up or somebody comes to the church and you're hearing the word of God that's preached on fire when the heart of, when the fire of God gets down in their heart and they start preaching the true raw word of God. It offends people. They don't want to comply with what the word is saying and it don't make God's word of no effect though. It don't change God's word to be what you want it to be just because you don't want to agree with it. It don't make God's word watered down just because you don't like what's being said. His word don't need your help. His word don't need you to confirm it. His word is real just like it is without anybody believing or not believing. Why? Because he is the man. He's the God. He's the one that created everything. He don't need you to believe it unless you want to live forever with him. But he's not going to change his word to appease anybody. He's not going to water his word down because some new law has been passed. He's not going to water his down because you want to live a certain lifestyle and the word of God says one thing and you want to live another. No, he says I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever and I'll never change. My word's not going to change and it's always going to have the same effect that it should always have and it'll never come back to me void. Oh, come on, church. This has got to be touching somebody tonight. In Jeremiah chapter 20, verse 9, Jeremiah shows his frustration to him. He shows how he was upset with him. He shows how he was tore up and just so upset with anxiety that he was... God was giving him words to say to him. He was hearing directly from the throne room of God and nobody was listening. So Jeremiah said in chapter 20 verse 9, I'll not talk about God again in front of these hard-headed stiff-necked people. I'm not going to speak his name again. 
You can just see him out there getting frustrated. Listen, I'm a preacher. I, I deal with that myself. They sometimes that when God's talking to somebody, he shows me exactly who it is. And I think, well, this word of God ought to do it. Because if he was being preached to me, I'd be on my knees today. And so when I, when I see that people don't listen, when I see that they've been sitting in a church for 25, 30 years and not changing and God gives you a fresh word, he gives a word that you know deep down inside of you that's just for you and you ain't paying no attention to it. Sometimes it's disheartening for the man of God when God shows him exactly who it is and you just don't respond to it. This is what Jeremiah was going through right there. Jeremiah said, I'm not going to talk about God to you hard-headed people anymore. But he said, I couldn't do it. I couldn't hold out on them. I couldn't hold back the word of God. He said, the word was in my heart. And he said, it was a fire, a burning fire, shut up in my bones. And I I grew weary for trying to hold it back. I grew, I lost my strength for trying to hold it back. I, I couldn't stop it. I couldn't keep my mouth shut. I had to let the word of God come out. He said, I couldn't stay like I was. Jeremiah was saying, when the word of God's in me, when the word of God sets fire to your soul, church, He's going to make you want to talk about Jesus Christ. He's going to make you want to share the word of God. It's got to come out. You can't hold it to yourself. The spirit of God does something to you that changes you and wants to, makes you want to share the word of God with somebody. Oh, come on, church. When you've truly walked in the presence of God Almighty, you got to talk about him. you got to go tell somebody about him. And if you don't, it'll burn inside of you to the point that you just got to speak his name to somebody. And listen, God responded to Jeremiah in chapter 23, verses 29, when God said, Is not my word like a fire, declares the Lord, and like a hammer that breaks the rock into pieces? Listen, this is the kind of this is the kind of a scripture that I, I pray over my church out of Ezekiel chapter 11. Every service when I come in, if you he says that I'll give you an undivided heart and I'll put a new spirit in you. He says that I'll remove from you the stony heart and give you a heart of flesh. And I speak that over my church every service. Why? Because if anybody's hard-hearted and listen, you can change from one week to the next. You can be a good on fire Christian last week. Something happened to you. Some episode in your life turned you disheartened and caused you to turn and and not want to hear anybody tell you things can be better this week. So you walk in the church with a wall of stone built around your heart and not hear what God wants to tell you. It ain't because the word's not anointed. It ain't because the preacher's not anointed. It's because you've got some distress distraction in your life that's keeping you from hearing the word of God and responding to it. And God's word can break that stone off of your heart. That's what God's saying in Jeremiah 23 and 29. He says, my word's like a hammer that'll break that rock off of your heart and give you that heart of flesh again. And that's why I pray that and I speak that over my congregation and I speak that over you today that if you've got a hard heart, if something stonied up your heart, if you built a wall around your heart to where you can't receive from God, I pray the mighty name of Jesus over you that he'll break those stones off of you and that he'll give you a heart of flesh to receive this seed that his word is sowing into you today so he can change your life and give you a better life to live and get that stuff out of you that don't belong there. Listen church, if you hear the word of the living God long enough, it'll break up the stony heart. It'll get through to you. Every seed sown out of the word of God comes back and does ex- 
exactly what it's set out to do. So when, when the Word of God goes out, His Spirit will consume you like an unquenchable fire. Oh, come on, somebody. I hope this is touching somebody. Is there a fire burning inside of you today when you're listening to this? Maybe it's tonight. Maybe it's in the morning. Maybe it's in the evening. Whenever you're turning this thing on, whenever you've got this podcast dialed in, is God burning a fire inside of you and got you excited about the Word of God? If He ain't, you need to get on your face before God and ask Him to pour out that anointing on you that just breaks the yokes of bondages around people, takes that stony heart out of you and changes you where God can move in your life. And when He sets you on fire, He'll put a testimony in your mouth. He'll put the power inside of your heart. He'll change you to where you can't do anything but talk about Him. Share His Word. Share your experiences and tell your testimony. Come on, has God anointed you today? Has He's come? Has His anointing come down on you in some way that you can't contain it? If He hasn't, you need to get it. you got to have it. God's consuming fire needs to ignite somebody's heart while they're listening to this podcast. Set your mind on fire and turn you into a different peach, different person today. Oh, you might be sitting out there somewhere saying, well, preacher, all that fire talk sounds good and everything. But God did that kind of stuff in the Old Testament. He don't work like that anymore. Well, I'm so glad you brought that up. I know you didn't send that to me in an email or anything, but I know somebody's out there thinking it. So I'm glad you brought it up because in the New Testament, John the Baptist was recorded speaking in the book of Matthew and the book of Luke telling us about that same fire while he was standing in the river. Matthew chapter 3 verse 11 he says, I'll baptize you with water for repentance but he who is coming after me is mightier than I whose sandals I'm not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with what? The Holy Ghost and fire. Luke chapter 3 verse 16 John answered them saying, I baptize you with water, but he who is mightier than I is coming. Oh, church, I want to tell you, there's somebody coming tonight. There's somebody coming soon. There's somebody coming, and he's bringing his fire with you, and he's going he's gonna to change this world that you see right now. This world ain't going to stay the same. He, John was saying right there, when Jesus comes, while I'm baptizing you with water, <clears throat> Jesus is going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Oh, church, I want to tell you, You can't have one without the other. You can't get the Holy Ghost and not have the fire today. And I know I'm sounding all raspy and everything with my voice, but I I preach all the time. I pray all the time. I'm singing all the time, and I run myself so hoarse sometimes because I'm fired up about what God's doing in my life and in my church and in my family. And I'm telling you, you can't have the fire of God. You can't have the Holy Ghost without the fire. You can't you can't get the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I know there's some people that thinks, oh well, if I speak in tongues, I got it. Well, baloney. If you speak in tongues, that just means you've chattered your lips somehow. You ain't got nothing if you ain't got the fire. God'll come in you and cause you that mouth, cause that mouth to move. God'll come in you and set you on fire. You don't get the Holy Ghost and go, oh well, I sure do enjoy this Holy Ghost. It sure does feel good. Praise the Lord. This feels so wonderful. I'm just so happy, you know, like that old cartoon little dog that sits out there and says, I am so happy. Oh, listen, you don't get the Holy 
Holy Ghost and sit around and talk like that and be a beach warmer and sit on the sidelines in your church. When the Holy Ghost comes upon you, you get the fire of God with it. And if you didn't get down in the altar again and get the real thing and don't get up until you do because there's something you can't contain that comes with the Holy Ghost. I'm talking about a power that will take over your life. I'm talking about a power that will destroy the desire to be offended. I'm talking about a, a power that will destroy the desire to hold grudges. I'm talking about a power that will destroy the desire to distance yourself from other people because you got something against them. I'm talking about God's consuming fire burns that stuff out of you. It won't let it stay in you because when you live in the Spirit, you can't be offended. If you live in the Spirit, you ain't got no worries in the world about being offended about somebody else because the Spirit of God ain't offended, but the flesh can be offended. And if you're being offended and you're holding grudges and you got them closet sins that the world talks about all the time, if, you, if you're doing these little things in the background, you can be offended because you're walking in the flesh you're one of them carnal Christians like Paul said and it's time you get the fire of God rising up inside of you to make some change in your life and turn you into what God wants you to be Listen, the fire of the Holy Ghost will take the sin out of you. The fire of the Holy Ghost will take the desire for you to do those sins that you used to do. It'll take it out of you if you truly get the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Listen, you better run to the altar. You better find you a place to get down on your knees and seek God if you don't have the Holy Ghost in your life. If you don't have Jesus in your life, you're in real bad shape, I'm telling you. But you need to get Jesus in your life and then just keep seeking. Get that that power that he promised in the upper room 50 days after the Pentecost or after the after the uh, death of Jesus Christ well on the day of Pentecost when he come up in the upper room and those 120 was in there and the cloven tongues of fire fell down on him there was some fire come down in their lives it changed who Peter and John was it give them some boldness it put a backbone it put some steel in their spine and they stood up in front of the people that killed Jesus and told them that Jesus Christ was risen they told them that Jesus Christ was the son of God knowing that they wanted to kill him they told him anyway why cause of power of God put some boldness in you to talk about Jesus Christ. Listen, all that petty stuff in your life, it don't make it through the fire. It don't live through the fire of God. God burns that stuff out of you. He gets rid of it. He puts that stuff on the side. He don't make it important in your life and he changes what's important in your life when you receive the fire of God in your life. Listen to what Jesus said in, in Luke chapter 24 verse 49. Jesus said, Behold, I'm sending the promise of my Father upon you. Oh, you look at that word he says upon. Jesus is fixing to put something on you that you don't want to take off. You're going to, he's going to put something on you that you want to, you're going to want to hold on to. He said, But stay in the city until you're clothed with power from on high. And that, that word clothed right here is actually the word endued in the original translation of the Bible. And it came out of the Greek word. The Greek word was enduo. It means, it literally means to sink into a garment such as being swaddled in something or completely covered or, or wrapped up. It tells you to disappear into something. Oh, come on now. Do you see where I'm going with this church? Do you see where I'm going with this? Is there anybody out there who would love to disappear into that 
inherent power that God's Holy Spirit puts upon you? Is there anybody who wants to be completely covered by the very nature and power of Christ given in the form of the Holy Spirit? I'm here to tell you, God is still a consuming fire today. His Holy Spirit will wrap you up and take over, but it's only if you'll let Him you got to let him come into your life today. you got to let him have control. You can't sit back and say, I want Jesus, but I'm still going to have control of my life. You can't sit back and say, I'd love to wear the name Christ or Christian on my life. You can't go to the doctor and when they ask you, what's your religion? You check a box and say, well, I'm a Christian because I checked the box. And now all the little federal censuses that go on will show them that I'm a Christian and that'll make me okay. Oh no, you got to ask Jesus into your life and let a change come to you. You got to let Jesus bring a fire into you and get the desires of the world out of you. And it's only going to happen if you let him come in and do it. Invite him to come in. Put your hands up today and surrender to him. Put your hands up and give in to the Holy Spirit. Give in to God's word. Give in to the unction of the Holy Spirit. Let him control you. Listen, I don't know about you. I can't decide about everybody else out there. I can't make decisions for you. But I want to tell you something. I want him to conceal me. I don't want people to see the old man of who I used to be. I'm happy being consumed by him. I'm happy being completely concealed so nobody can see the old man again. But all you can see is Jesus Christ wrapped around me and, and Christ crucified and people seeing Jesus live out of me. I'm happy with that. I don't know about you but you should be if you got Jesus Christ in your life today. Listen, John chapter 16, verses 13. Jesus said, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears from the Father, he will declare it to you. Listen, too many people let the voices in their head dictate the way that they act and respond to the gospel. Too many people for way too long have lived with the wrong influences guiding them in their lives. Oh, come on, I'm preaching to somebody here on this podcast. Too many people have believed the wrong report and the devil has taken advantage of you and your family because you're listening to the wrong voices instead of listening to the voice of God and what he says about you. He's made a life and he's made a life uh, out of messing your life up. He's made your life a living and daily struggle. Why? Because you're listening to the wrong voice. The devil wants to destroy you. Why? Because he wants God's creation to go to hell with him. He don't want you to make it to heaven. He don't want you to have that life and life more abundantly that Jesus came and paid the price for. I want to tell you, Satan doesn't want your life to change. He doesn't want you to escape his deception. He wants you to continue believing that your struggles are all normal, that life's always going to be this way. Satan wants to keep you in bondage to the spiritual lies that you've lived in all these years. He, he wants to hold you down. He wants to keep you captive. He wants to keep your mind in chains. He wants to keep your heart built around stone. He wants to keep you tied up into what the world has to offer. But I want to tell you today, that God's consuming fire can take that out of you if you'll hand it over to him today. Oh, come on, church. 
Whoever's listening to me out there, you know God's talking to you. And if you want that power to withstand, you want that power to overcome, if you want that fire to burn the world out of you so that your only desire would be to love Jesus, serve God, and live for Him for the rest of your days, find you a place to turn into an altar today, right where you're at. If you're on the roadside, find you a place to kneel down in a ditch. If you're out on a picnic somewhere, kneel down behind that tree. If you're out deer hunting, do it right now in the tree where you at it don't matter where you at but find you a place to turn into an altar today don't wait don't hesitate run into the fire run to the father and let him turn your life into what he wants it to be today Oh, I want to tell you today, if you don't have Jesus, if you don't have the fire of God controlling you in the life, you need to turn your life over Him today. You need to let Him have control today. Just pray and ask for Him to come into your life. Pray and ask for Him to bring changes. Pray and ask for Him to forgive you if you know you've sinned today. He'll do it. He'll do it a thousand times as long as you're asking. But don't ever give up. Don't ever turn back and say, He don't want to hear me anymore. Keep going to the Father. Keep running into his hands. Keep running your life right straight into him and stay focused on him and don't turn loose to your dying day. The Bible says that he who endures to the end will be saved. You need to stay focused on Jesus. Ask him into your heart today. Ask him to turn your life over. Oh, listen to me today, church. If you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, Get on your knees somewhere and ask Him into your life. If you're a Christian that's out there today and you've bowed your head before and you've asked Jesus into your life, but you're not seeing any victory in your life, you need to get back on your knees and ask for God's holy power to come into you in the form of the Holy Spirit so that you can get that power in your life to overcome the wiles of the world and all the tricks of the devil so that He can change your life. Begin to focus on the Word of God and read your Bible. Read your Bible. Read your Bible. Read your Bible. Bible. Oh, there's too many people sets on church pews forever and they won't read the Bible because the Word of God is something that people don't want to be accountable for. And I want to tell you, it's not just being accountable. It's having that life that Jesus died to give you. And if you're not reading that Bible, you don't know how good things could be for you. Oh, in the name of Jesus, I just ask right now, just like I do with my church, I pray that God tears out the heart of stone out of you. If you're out there today, that His Word becomes that hammer and beats that stone off of your heart. His Word becomes a burning fire in you and causes you to have a desire like you've never had to, to chase after Him, to pursue the Word of God, to pursue righteousness like you never had before, and to pursue the holy life that God wants you to have. In the mighty name of Jesus, God, give them a heart of flesh and let your seed be sown into their heart so their life can be changed from this day forward in the mighty name of Jesus I ask it I want to thank you today for tuning in. God bless you. And I want to tell you, if you've, if you've had God give you an experience in your life, you need to tell somebody about it. Share your testimony. The devil can't stand to hear your testimony, but it gives you power. It gives you strength. You're made an overcomer by sharing God's word and what he's done with you. So share what God does for you every time he does something. Tell somebody. Don't let it be just in your own heart and in your own head. Don't rejoice by yourself. Every good thing that that he does for you. Go tell somebody what Jesus has done. Give him the glory that he deserves. Thank you for tuning in today. God bless you and we hope to see you on the next one.
Hello everyone, I want to talk to you just a second about how important it is to get your daily diet for your spirit through the Word of God. I know that we put a lot of podcasts out there and we're giving you a lot of the Word, but if you don't have a copy of the Bible, you need to find yourself one and start reading it on a daily basis. There's nothing more important for your walk with Jesus Christ than reading the Word of God every single day. If you don't have one, find you one and get out there and start reading the Word of God. It is your spiritual food. Thank you.